Welcome to Deskmates, your Eurovision podcast. I'm Robbie. I'm your IPA host. <laughs> oh, I'm Ken. I'm your uh, I'm Ken. I'm your Enco host. Okay, yeah. Mm. For for those who don't know, Enco is a fancy high end department yeah. store. It's the, probably like the, the opposite of what IPA stands Ipa, for. Yeah. And, mm. Yeah, brilliant. We should say what this episode is about, although people have read the <laughs> name of the, the name episode. Of it. it's, it's the big Croatian episode, actually. The big Croatian episode. I've yeah. heard of my big fat Greek wedding, but this is my big fat Croatian episode. Yeah. Have you been to Croatia? I haven't. I had the opportunity to go twice and I didn't go both times, sadly. So no okay. idea. I've been there twice to Dubrovnik. I don't know if that counts, really. It feels like going to Disneyland. Right. The, not not it's commercial, it's just so beautiful, it doesn't feel like real. So yeah, I yeah. still have and some creation. I guess post Game of Thrones as well. So there's a lot of that. It's somewhere in between filming the Bible and Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, this is going to be a lot about Croatia. But mm-hmm. a little bit of housekeeping first. Yeah. I have been looking at our listener statistics. Mm-hmm. This is like such a nerdy way to start this episode. And it breaks it down by regions of Sweden. So the equivalent of like counties in other places. We have listeners, at least one listener in every single region apart from three. (laughs) Can you guess which? Let's. um, One of them is going to shock you. (laughs) If it's Gothenburg, it's going to shock me. Yeah, no, because I'm I'm Gothenburg. No, my guess is one is Blekinge then, where I come from. It is. Shame on you. (laughs) Where are your school friends? I'm at. Well, I I left that part of Sweden, so I I would say it's a it's a it's a sign of healthiness that right. we don't you take that as a, a badge of honor that yeah. no one in Blekinge. Oh, no, I seen. like them. Shape up Blekinge. What, yeah. what's going on? Uh, any stab at the other two? <laughs> Gotland. Gotland. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, two, not two out of three so far. There. I have friends in Gotland. What's happening yeah. here? You need to. And then I would say something in the north, maybe. Northish. North. Not super north. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that's this is just like. Dalarna. Oh yeah. So no Dala has to... No Dala. <laughs> ah, I guess yeah. they have other better things to do. So, uh, I, I mean, I don't really care that we don't have them in those. I'm, I'm happy for the people that we do have. <laughs> but if, if anyone listening has friends in any of those three regions that they think would enjoy this podcast, I'd love to get a full house. <laughs> Moving on. I haven't prepared anything for this because Ken has done a lot of preparation and you're now going to take us through... A trip through time. A trip through time. I, th- I was thinking that we could do something different. We have been listening to so much songs from this year now. And uh, this will end in Croatia's song from this year. So uh, just bear with me on this history lesson through history. And also one thing I realized when I started talking to Croatia about you is that you hardly knew what Yugoslavia was. Oh, that's unfair. Ah, but almost. Um, yeah, okay. I, I will admit that geography and uh, geopolitical history of Europe is not my strongest subject. Maths and science is more my bag. <laughs> no, the, the, the way, the, why I say this is also, of course, I learned geography through Eurovision. So mm. that's how I learned about Europe when I was a kid. Yeah. And of course, Yugoslavia was a big thing. So in short, here's a small history lesson about Yugoslavia and why they were in Eurovision. Because Yugoslavia was a communist country. But they adopted a sort of communist that was more lighthearted than than the, <laughs> like than the Russian and the, the Soviet Union and all yeah. these guys. So they had a bit more connections to Western countries, and they were also then a member in EBU, which of course Soviet Union and Poland and all these countries I don't think were in in EBU, so they weren't in Eurovision. So they were a bit exotic to have them there. I mean they. And Israel and Turkey were like the exotic things mm. in my mind, since all the others were like 
obvious Western countries that you, you yes. knew about. And Yugoslavia was, if you don't know that either, they became a country after Second World War. So mm-hmm. there was like a lot of Balkan countries. They were one country. But inside, of course, they were many different countries. And this I had no knowledge about when I was a kid. Because, of course, the only thing I knew about Yugoslavia was they were sending one song to Eurovision. So what I didn't know was that they had like some sort of internal Eurovision where the different countries picked their artist sent it to a big contest every year, like Melifestvalen, and then somebody won, and that song went to Eurovision. So, of course, it was like a contest within the country. Like, oh, mm. and in this, Croatia were like the superpower because they had like the cool pop artist that everybody was like working with. So also a bit from Serbia, but but Croatia. I found out now when I'm a grown-up and looking back like where, who came, who did this song, who did this song these mm. different years. So with that said... My love for for uh, Eurovision and and Yugoslavia started in the eighties, so that's where like my mind started. And they had some sort of nice way to sing Sesendi's dance band happy clappy tunes that were very Swedish. So oh. where other countries sent like ballads and, and things like that, Yugoslavia was very Swedish in their way of saying mm. that. So of course I liked that as a kid. Yugoslavia didn't win for a lot of years, but then suddenly na- nineteen eighty nine they won. And with the song from and Croatian artists. And we're going to listen a bit to that in a second. I just want to say, this is famously one, considered one of the worst winners through history. Wow. Uh, I will say that this was a typical thing when you have like, you know, you've sent good things for a while. People like think that it's your time to win. And then right. suddenly it happens and the juries are like, we don't have that much to vote for this year. Let's give it to Yugoslavia. Yeah. I also remember this because this was the first time I betted. On a, on a Eurovision thing because I followed my dad because he was betting on horses the same day and I was like can I put some money on this and he's like mm, because I've heard them they sent they, they showed clips in SVT like a week before like what yeah and I won I won 800 Swedish crowns I put wow. like 100 and it was eight, eight times the money I've never felt so proud in my life <laughs> like I've achieved something good anyway because nobody was thinking they should win I right yeah what well, at one time we would probably talk about 1989 a quick question before we listen to it you say it's one of the worst that's ever won H- how do you rate this compared to Digaloo Digalay I think this is better okay <laughs> this is my opinion I think people will fight me for that but you know that I famously doesn't like Digaloo Digalay and yeah. yeah the thing is Digaloo Digalay when it, when it happened I loved it this when it happened, I loved it, and I still like it. So I'm 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 keeping quiet when my friend starts talking about this. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So we're going to listen to "Rock Me" by Riva. Yep. Great. Very very eighties. I think it's the most eighties. Ever, actually, because the stage is also just neon lights. Yeah. And then she has like the triangular air things, the shoulder pads, everything is the smashing the, it. the thing that I would say is there's often this feeling that I certainly have as a Brit that some of these countries are maybe 10 years behind the trend. But this is bang on where, <laughs> where it should be. Very contemporary for the time. Um, clever move, singing in, in Croatian. Yeah. What's the Croatian. language? Croatian. Uh, but having the chorus in English. Yep. Yeah. Bravo. That was a trick you did back then because you were not allowed to sing in English, but everybody wants to because Ireland and England always won. Yes. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, why aren't more people doing that today? You know, in terms of if you feel like you have to send it in English, I'm talking to you, Sweden. (laughs) Have it in in Swedish and then have, yeah, catchy chorus in English. Brilliant combo. I mean, 
if let's just try and view this through our perspective mm. today, because this is my first time hearing this yeah, song. Yeah. This is not a song that gets played at weddings <laughs> in Sweden, uh, unlike Carola. Unfortunately. Yeah, but it's it's not bad by no, any means. I, no, I, I mean, I'm not the one to fight you for this. Yeah. People hate it, but I think it's 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 a bit simple, of course. It's a bit tra-la-la. Yeah, brilliant. So, yeah, let's keep going. Yeah. So what happened was that, yeah, suddenly Yugoslavia won, and they're going to have the, the contest in their country. And they decided to have it in Zagreb. And I was like, what? Zagreb? I mean, that's not the capital. And I was like, why is it not held in Belgrade? Because in back in the days, of course, it was always the capitals usually. Yeah. But I was like, what? Why is it in Zagreb? Okay. Maybe didn't think of that too much. But of course, then the naturalism in Yugoslavia were getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So it was like since Riva was from Croatia, there was no doubt that they, the final should be in Croatia because Croatia was the one that had won, like if you go inside yeah. the country. Yeah. Outside, of course, of Yugoslavia, inside it was something else. Mm-hmm. So we are slowly creeping to something very, very scary here. But what happened were that 1990s arrived and 1990 is one of my favorite year ever in Eurovision. Okay. At one point, we will just discuss that. But... The song they had at home is one of my, I don't know, top five ever. And I, I, you, I don't know if you will understand it, but the thing is, it makes up for this because I feel it's it's so great. It's great in the way I can't even explain it. The th- the thing also with this, and it's Tachi is her name. She is like a sort of Merlin Monroe kind of copy. This song I. St- Every time I go out, I demand people to play this when we go to like Eurovision uh, dance floors. Uh-huh. And also to go a little bit uh, further in time, she disappeared after uh, when the war broke out because we are soon coming to that. And she moved to US and the rumor has been that she got very religious and she disappeared. She doesn't sing anymore. So when all these like re- people are coming back now, she, you, you have never seen her, even if she's a huge face, uh, fan favorite. She's never been to Pride. She's never done anything. Then suddenly, just a couple of months, maybe a month ago or something, she actually came back to Croatia in a TV show, like their Grammy Awards, and did this. And people went nuts. And she had just been like, I didn't know anybody remembered me. And people were like, <laughs> crazy. Wow. And she was she was looking amazing still. I mean, this is my math. It's like 35 years ago. Yeah. And she looked smashing still. Um, they have great surgeons in the US. So, I mean, yeah. Anyway... If you're going to start somewhere, look at Eurovision. And they also now do a digitalized HD copy uh, of this at, yes. at um, YouTube. So you start with Tai Chi from 1990. And I'm not even going to try to say, because I can just sing the title. I, can don't, I can't read it. Right. Okay. We'll put it in the, in the description of the episode if you <laughs> want to. Ha, I, I, I don't know. Oh, you, you got 60% of the way. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, hear, we'll hear her sing it. We'll, you will hear her sing yeah, it. And brilliant. we need to watch this. Yeah. Okay, this is nice. This is a nice. <laughs> you don't dare to say anything now. Uh, yeah, because you've said you've said it's one of your favorites, and I, yep. you know, I, I, we we are mates. The the mates and desk mates. <laughs> we are mates. So I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to trample on your I just want to hear your opinion. You can't take this experience away from me anyway, so... Okay. Yeah. The song, I can't put my finger on it, but the song is a a direct copy of another song, but I cannot put my finger on what the song is because now I have this in my head. (laughs) Um, So it's it's not original, but originality isn't necessarily the number one thing for Eurovision. 
the 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 song is nice. Yeah, I can understand why you like it. It's it's perfectly listenable, and I think this has also maybe survived the test of time. I like the guitar solo; that's pretty cool. Mm. Um, not to get hung up as two men talking about women's appearances, but the decision to not wear a bra feels very deliberate. <laughs> yeah, probably. I love everything with her. Right. It's just like she's if you got it, flaunt it. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Marilyn Monroe uh, resemblance is crazy. I, I just, I mean, there's so many things we love with this. And it, I, for me, it just makes up for the Riva thing, which now, let's listen to them next to each other. I think they're both quite nice. Yeah. And uh, also 1990, this was, we've already talked about it. Uh, you mentioned it when we had the question about famous blunders and mishaps yep, exactly so this was the spanish first year when they had things on tape right so so the orchestra is there you could use the orchestra but the a lot of them had things on tape mm-hmm. of course they don't play guitars here you can see that i know <laughs> but they yeah those those jackets are impractical for playing guitars the, the <laughs> sleeves are, although they've got the sleeves rolled up a little bit because it was so this is what i'm talking about in terms of when we watched Riva, which felt very of the moment. Now, this is, doesn't look like 1990 to me. This still looks like 1986. Yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, the, the Merlin Monroe thing is that so it's like 50s meeting the sure. 80s or something. And the song, the song, like I said, I can't place my finger on it, but it's a song from the 50s. It's mm. like, a, you know, milkshake something. Ah, something. Yeah, you know, <laughs> driving in my That'd car. That'd be a nice yeah. title for it. Milkshake something. Milkshake something, yeah, yeah. Milkshake something. My something brings all the boys to the yard. Brilliant. So, taking you further in this, because now it's getting really ugly. So we all went to Yugoslavia, and just a couple of years later, there were no Yugoslavia anymore, because the war started, and uh, Yugoslavia were actually, as a nation, in Eurovision. The last year was 92 right. in Sweden, but then it was really bad. Like, I, I yeah, the, the war was already going on, Croatia had one of our leaving, blah, blah, blah. So, actually, 93 already. They came, Croatia came back as a, their own nation. They were the first ones to come back. They were also famously, of course, later, all of them came back, but some of them had, <laughs> the war was going on for a lot, lot longer than uh, it did in Croatia. Yeah, 1993, Croatia came back with, and in the beginning, the, you need to know something about high history because we were completely neglecting this war in Europe. We were like not a, like pretending that it was going on for a long time. So when these countries started to show up and like had been in war with each other and singing about war and uh, coming from like fleeing from war, going just to sing and these kind of things, people were like, oh, what? Oh, oh, so <laughs> so I, I'm, but yeah, now we're going to start like the modern Eurovision times for Croatia. So I, I wanted you to just hear the first time they came back as a, their own country, they did a song called Don't Ever Cry, which also you had to sing in your language, but they managed to mm. squeeze in that as a title. Brilliant. And the mm. artist was called? Put. 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 Brilliant. Uh, I don't really like that. I'll be honest. Mm. Uh, that's a bit chaotic. The the voices didn't particularly <laughs> go together for me. I'm sure it's nice on recording. I do have a production note. The so yeah, maybe this is too too nerdy, but the camera operator has got a steady cam. He's going around the the. Yeah. They're sort of just for people 
who haven't, aren't familiar with this, there's six people just stood on the stage about two meters apart and the camera operator sort of weaves between them and he makes a cardinal sin that he casts a shadow on them. Yep. And that's like a huge this is the, the production. The, um, the baby ears of the Steadicam. Right. So Ireland really wanted to show that it had a Steadicam. Right. So Eurovision has been a lot of that, like, oh, look what we have this, right. and we don't really know how to use it, but we can use it. Like, it could be LED screens. It could be anything. It's like, look, we have it. The and latest yeah, technology. The yeah. latest technology. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the thing is with this, I think it's quite cute. I, I really love this when it came back. And they in the end, it turns out, like, don't ever cry, my creation sky. And it's very obvious that they sing about all the people that have died in their country. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's quite cute. It, it ended up 15. So, I mean, it wasn't a huge success. So they were trying to, to find a way. But just four years later, they actually had their biggest success up to date. They came four in uh, 1996 with a song called Sveta they came <laughs> They came four with an artist called Maya Blagda. And she's also famous because she has the longest or no, she has the highest note ever taken in here. I think until somebody from Israel did something two years ago or whatever, I, she might have beaten this. But this was like for a very long time, it was the highest note that's ever been taken in Eurovision. Wow. I mean, Alessandra last year with that sort of whistle note that she hit uh, at the end of the bridge, that was pretty high. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, so let's check. So that this out. is the the biggest uh, one of the biggest hits. There will be another four later, but number four was the first. Great. The first number four. Start. Can I use the word unnecessary? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that came out of nowhere. You you That's tried all. to warn me, but I, yeah. I, have you ever told the story of my driving test? No. So when I did my drive, it just reminded me, when I did my driving test, the way they do it in the UK, and I, it's probably similar around the world, is this the emergency stop you have to do. So you yeah. have to prove that you can react quickly and bring the car to a stop. And you know about this before you go into the test, so you prepare for it. So I'd obviously practiced. And I go into my test, and the instructor says, now, when I put my hand on the dashboard, I want you to perform an emergency stop. And I go, great, great, okay. I'm going to really pay attention and be really vigilant. And then it just went enough time that he didn't do it immediately that I forgot. And then this guy's tapping the dashboard. I'm like, what's this idiot doing? And it just caught me by surprise is the point. And this was very similar. You warned me it was going to happen, and I almost let my guard down, and it, it caught me off guard. Yeah, I I show you this because this is also one of the ones I love. I think it still holds up today. I mean, the the production is what it is, but I think the song building is like it could be a nice ballad even presented today. And I also yeah. like her. She has the styling. She's like very nineties, but spot on. Where this oh yeah, going on. very. I was going to say that. I mean. If you showed me this to me and said which decade is, I'd be like, that's the yeah, 90s, yeah, 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 100%. The T-shirt the under the dress <laughs> look is uh, very specific. Yeah, I, yeah, I like this. Uh, it has an almost like, there's a like a, almost like a military-esque sort of like the marching mm -hmm. beat to mm -hmm. it in the background. It's yeah. uh, interesting. Yeah, so I'm, I'm showing you all this from the 90s now because I think then they that was when Croatia were the best. I will now show you one from the year after, uh, which is called Neka Misvane, and that doesn't mean... Don't give me this one, <laughs> which it sounds in like Swedish. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to show you this partly because I love it. It's it's a great song, but it's very much in the same lane, landscape. But it's also one of the effects here is that she has a big like cloak on 
and she sings in that, and then suddenly she just throws the cloak off, and people are screaming like that. It's the best effect ever they've seen on a stage, which is so nice <laughs> when you remember what's happened like ever since. Yeah. But when when you hear the reactions to this, it's yeah. So uh, wow. let's let's look at this and check. Did check you it. say what year this was? This is the year after, so it's 97. Uh, no, it's not. This is two years after, so it's 1998. 98, brilliant. Beautiful song, beautiful woman, though. I mean, this is this is high-class Eurasia. Yeah, this is, I mean, that's really good. I, I really enjoy that. This mm. feels timeless very timeless yeah um but yeah just to the way that you described it before we started you said uh, and she takes off a cloak and i thought maybe there were strings involved she literally just took it off <laughs> and they lost their damn minds <laughs> and it is the shit already it's said. like just to contextualize it's not like this was the stone age 1998 <laughs> was like the year before the matrix came out like <laughs> jesus christ she took the blue pill. <laughs> she, <laughs> woohoo! Yeah, she's out. She's out the matrix. It was the shedding of her. Yeah. Okay. I mean, do we know what the song is about? Perhaps there was some cultural relevance to what she was doing, like removing the veil of communism or. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, no. Okay. Of course, you could. I mean, this is the things that you should probably know, especially when you like a song as much as I do with this one. No, but but it's, it's a part of me, as I told you before, that don't want to know yeah, what this really is about. Have, it's just a feeling yeah, that I have. Absolutely. And I don't, I don't want to know. Maybe it is about communism. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe or she's maybe singing about how much she hates gay people. And yeah. You've just been <laughs> requesting no. this. At yeah, Europe okay. Club. She could be. Yeah. Mm. Well, Very nice way. And then she took off the cloak, and that was the. Revealing the the white purity Innocent woman coming out of her lesbianism, going back to straight. Okay, men. we need to we need to stop before we get cancelled. Yep. Um, brilliant. That's so far. Mm. That's the best one. Mm. I like it. I like it. I'm just going to show you one more, and that's the year after from '99 because this is also uh, ended up at number four. So it's together with um, Maya that we showed you before with the high note. These are the best things they've been placed ever like number four this is still something that you can hear on Euroclub uh, right okay every, it's it's a huge classic for me it's a bit been played so much I've bit grown tired of it but when it happened it was like the huge club hit from Eurovision that year like mm. it's yeah it's great so do you want to tell us who it is and what they're singing this is Doris and she's singing Maria Magdalena Um, I don't like this one as much. No. And what what what's interesting is from ninety eight to ninety nine, there's a huge difference in how much more modern this one looks. So, so where was this held? Ninety nine. Uh, Jerusalem. We won. Sweden won. Yeah. yeah uh, but then the other the song is so much more dated. If that previous one ninety eight was timeless, this is very very much then. like that beat yeah. is yeah. It's early two thousand. Like it's yeah. Then it was. A bit progressive there. Because okay. it was like a dance song, yeah. modern beats, no orchestra mm. kind of vibe. But yeah, she, of course, th- I re- completely agree with you. Now it's it's dated. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, sure, we can't judge. <laughs> we can't judge everything by 1999. If you'd find a picture of how I looked and dressed in 99, I, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't enjoy that as a 14-year-old boy. Anyway, 
to end your creation lessons. So lesson. So this was this was number four in ninety nine. Then throughout like two thousand to like two thousand and six. Yeah. They were not in the top, but they were there, like ten to fifteen. So it went very well for Croatia. And the last like super great uh, thing that they had, in my opinion, is from two thousand and six mm-hmm. with Severina. Severina was actually back this year uh, behind one of the artists. We're going to talk about that in a little, little, little while. So, but look at Severina here, okay. and she's singing Moya Stikla, which is high heels. Okay. And famously, this song also in the middle somewhere, she's screaming Africa Paprika, and I don't know why, but it's amazing. Okay, I'm yeah. excited. Let's go. <laughs> That's just a ray of sunshine. This is like if you don't like your vision after this, you're you're just I don't want to live. I would never want to talk to you ever in my life. I, I was underplaying this a bit because of this. I don't have to ask for this because this is always played. Right. Always at your I club. I don't it's think I've ever heard it before. But immediate favorites like yeah. everywhere. It's I mean, it's so it's it joyful. It's joyful. And it's also very it's very folkish. Like yeah, folklore, yeah, yeah. of course, it's that's from that. But it's. It's also not that because it's getting to this weird like pop things and he she's like getting these guys going and they just shout things at her and she shouts back yeah. and then and she jumps around in these super high heels and yeah, yeah very impressive she has she starts the song with like a big ruffled uh, dress it looks like it's mm-hmm. revealed to be a skirt because she rips it off a la uh, making your mind up yep. looks fizz uh, very sort of can can esque or like Carmen if you've if you've seen the opera the red emoji that was what I was looking for the dancing woman it's that right yeah 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 uh, brilliant no yeah just really good now this is an interesting sort of category of Eurovision entry where this is it's like a not really a crowd pleaser isn't necessarily what I'm looking for but she's like getting you going yeah yeah like rabble rousing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not so much that it's like, oh, here's an amazing song. Like uh, two before, Neka Miswane, which yeah. was just a beautiful song. She yep, just stood yep. there and, I mean, obviously she pulled off the yep. cloak or whatever. <laughs> but this is more, it's interactive. Yep. She's like going around, like getting people to clap. I think it's very ahead of her time because now this is what wins Eurovision. Like you get people, the audience going in the arena. So it's transports mm-hmm. through the, the TV screen. But I mean, this year was also the year where Lordy won. So, I mean, it's, you know, the, that, that time also you had to be something that get the voters to vote uh, it was just televote but I mean it's yeah it's brilliant so what I've shown you now is like the brilliance of Croatia when it was brilliant after this they had a very hard time they after this actually they've been in the final five times and this was 2006 can I make an observation yep I don't know if this is your bias or if this is just Croatia but not a lot of men in fact, no zero. <laughs> Looking back, it's, is, is that your bias, Ken, or is that uh, Croatia? I, I haven't got the percentage, but I mean, of the songs that are like remembered from Croatia, I think it's mostly women. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I they have sent men, but when if I'm top of my mind thinking about Croatian entries, I think I could name like ten female entries, mm. maybe two men. Okay. And then of course there might there are more men, but the remembers the the ones I remember. Before we get to this year, are we going to talk about last year? Yes, that's exactly what we're going to do. Brilliant. Because I think what has happened in Croatia, I don't know. I mean, you you get these cycles of like ups and downs. Uh, Sweden had it. 
UK have obviously had it. Germany is like a slump right now, these kind of things. And Croatia, they, they started out very great, as I showed you, like a lot of things, even if you liked some and didn't like some, but it went very well for them. And then it just they just disappeared and they have had their selections and it hasn't really worked, the things that we sent, until last year. Mm. when something happened and the things that happened last year was also that they got the whole country like behind it because it was very should we talk about let three yes that's what let's, the people you think let's about. Talk let's, about let's let's talk three. about let three uh with mama Zh. mama Zh. mama, Zh. mama, Zh. mama Zh. which was of course very political in a way but of course it wasn't political because then they're not allowed to be in eurovision in a way <laughs> but they yeah and they won in croatia they Went to the final. Uh, it went fairly well for them. I mean, thirteen is not. It's not bad. They it's should have. Great, they should have come bad. higher. But but the big thing is that you had. They had the country behind them, and they also had like the critics at home behind them. Yeah. So when we we will continue with this in a bit. They they came back this year. Right? Oh yeah. Yep. So they they tried to get back with Severina on the stage. <gasps> so they were doing like something with Severina. So that's like tying this together. So. Yeah. Yeah, you could have had both them and Sabrina there, but mm. you can't have everything. They ended up third. I do think it is, don't come back the next year. No. Leave it at least but one year. I think it's also when you when you explode that much, I guess, at home. Like, uh, I, they were they were there before they were big. They, you just try again. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but yeah, that's that's a real, I mean, it's not like Carrier came back in Finland. Okay, so like just as a recap, and for anyone who may not have heard it, uh, we're going to now listen to a little bit of Let Three with Mama. Shh. Mama, shh. Just an absolute talk about joyful, you know, with the previous song. This is just if if you ignore what the lyrics are about, which is you know fairly easy to do uh, when you don't speak Croatian. <laughs> it's just a phenomenal piece of theatre. You know, they come out dressed like dictators. That's the whole point, uh, but a little bit glamorous. And then they pull off their jackets and they're all in like you know like leather daddy leather and, daddy drag. Yeah, something. and it's just. Just amazing, and they're all you know men in their fifties and sixties with, yeah, you know mustaches and things. It's just a very absurdist, you know, kind of uh, sort of look. And then the song is so well. I mean, it, it has a serious message, but it's also delivered in a very tongue-in-cheek way. So it's about a crocodile skin dictator. I think yeah. is the the thing, and it's basically. But they're talking about selling a tractor. To a neighbor? To, yeah, selling a tractor to a neighbor. Like, it, it's basically about Putin buying tractors from Belarus. Yeah. Yeah. But it's covered up as an analogy of, another, yeah, yeah. Yes. But just uh, great. I love this so much. Now, talking about growers and showers, this was actually a grower for me. I did not like it the first time I heard to it. I thought it was so chaotic and <laughs> random because they, they you know, we've, we've criticized other songs for this where they just switch immediately from one genre to another. And then not only do they do that, there's a point towards the end of the song where they just lay them all up on top of each other. So <laughs> it's all happening at the same time. There's like opera and like rock and like, you know, just all these things mishmashed together. But it, it works yeah, in some way with this one. Yeah, I really like this. Hmm? So I have very high expectations for Croatia this year, <laughs> even if you hadn't. Do you, you know. want to listen a bit to Barbaroga, the song they had this year? Yeah. Yeah, so so they famously came back this year with a song called Barbaroga. I don't know what it's all about. Uh, I didn't follow the Croatian selection, but it ended up third. And uh, yeah, this is how it looked. Uh, this is how it sounded. Brilliant. 
Okay. Yeah, so do you want to describe this to our listeners that oh, hasn't got YouTube in their hand? I right don't know now. that the, I have the vocabulary to describe this. <laughs> so uh, it's got a very like children's TV aesthetic, mm -hmm. and they start off very similar dressed, you know, it's almost like military attire. Uh, but there are three small people on the stage dressed like baby chicks. <laughs> It's very reminiscent of the episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they pretend to be bird men, <laughs> yeah. uh, but with small people. Uh, and then now it loses a bit of its surprise when he pulls off his jacket and he's wearing leather daddy stuff underneath because we've they seen it, you know, time, yeah. so it doesn't quite have the same impact. But then out comes Severina, Severina with a giant mallet. Uh, <laughs> It's it's a it's a vibe. It's a vibe. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. It's a bit waste of poor Sabrina. Maybe she didn't sing. Just, I thought she no, didn't sing. She was just they used her as a prop. Yeah. Okay. Uh, interesting. But yeah, of course she's super famous there, so everybody thought that was a fun thing to and just use her as a prop. We talked about this a few times, but there's a limit. You can only have six people on the stage, mm -hmm. and this is a band famously of five men. <laughs> so there's one of them very sadly just playing the ukulele. And yeah. I love I love the the sort of the stoicism, like the. He's sat there with this really sad look on his face, yeah. but this is really joyful music. I, I yeah. Then I, he also turned into a chick. Or something. He also <laughs> turned into a chick. But yeah, so they used up. They, so they didn't have any other members of the band because they used up three of their allotted six for the small people, and then one for Severina. Yeah, so. I just want to say something. Eurovision has a rule of six. I don't know what they have in Croatia. In Sweden, yeah. we have eight. Yeah. Uh, so we famously need to take two away. If, if, yeah. yeah. But I don't know what they have. They could have 40. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have no yeah. idea. I think but it makes yeah. sense, though, in your selection process if you try to keep it to six yeah. so you know what it's going to look like when mm. you perform it. Anyway, I, yeah. this whole show, this, <laughs> this whole episode has been leading from this that we are now going to listen to the song from Croatia this year. Not just this episode, Ken. You talked about <laughs> it last episode, but how long... When did you first hear this song? So my... I have a friend who sent it to me in December. Right. Because the thing here is that they had, uh, I don't know how many uh, songs they actually had from the beginning, but let's say that they had 20. I don't know. I should have checked that. But they had a lot of songs, of course, that, was, that were in the contest. And one of them said no uh, after a while. He left the contest for some reason. I don't know why. If He just thought that yep. I'm not going to go. Or she. So they had to take the first uh, reserve. Right. Because they have reserve. And when I heard this song first... It was um, a friend telling me, like, I hope somebody gets disqualified because I really want this song to be right. in there. Okay. And I listened to it and I'm like, oh, gee, this this is a potential something. And I wanted to play it for you. And then I just forgot it was December. And then we started this podcast and I couldn't play it for you because, yeah. yeah. So, But it was at the back of my head all the time. And my friend is super good at this. I mean, he, uh, he, he knows his shit. So it has always been there. And then suddenly two weeks ago, they released the video mm. for this song. And it exploded and the, it started to move. Croatia suddenly started to move in the in the odds. Then the contests were uh, last week, on uh, last Sunday. And uh, I'm talking around here. It's, it's a guy, he called himself Baby Lasagna, which is interesting because now we have a mango and we have a lasagna. In the, so we have a whole meal in uh, Eurovision. Yeah. Uh, two very nice things. His, his name is Baby Lasagna. The song is called Rim Tim Tagidim, which doesn't mean anything. It's more of a tralala, lalala. Kind dumb, of thing. Dumb diggity. Yeah, something dim, dim diggity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm, something like that. And it was a huge, like, smash in, in Croatia. It, he, I think he got 
like 95,000 votes and the one that came second got like 10,000 votes. So, wow. <laughs> and so, I mean, there was, it, it a... was such a, like a smash. Uh, it, and it also won, won the jury by, I think, yeah, at least 20 or 15 points or something. That, that's a bigger proportional difference from the Ukraine winner. Yeah, and it's also a bigger proportional difference from uh, Carrier in Finland last year. Wow. Now, that was a great final, though, but but also he was a phenomenon not ever seen in any country. So, in a way, what has happened in Croatia is like what has happened in Finland. It's gone bad for a long while. The contest is starting to get better, better. You get something that's, okay, something is moving. It's, it's Something is happening here. And then it just suddenly you find that thing. Right. So, and I also, it's, it's nice to connect this to Finland because it, in, a, in a way, I think it's the natural development of Finland. People are talking, ah, oh, it's just here because Kerry did something. I don't think it's that similar. Mm. It's, it's rock combined with electro, mm. but that's a genre. Mm. So if they follow that progression, then next year from Croatia, we'll get Windows 98. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Brilliant. So this is finally, again, as we say in Swedish, I will hear Baby Lasagna with Rim Tim Tagidim. Yes. And I will also tell everybody to watch the video of this. Mm. Uh, The live version, I will also tell you a bit before. He feels kind of new to singing the microphone. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so he's a bit like me doing this podcast. Sometimes cool. his head is away from the microphone. Right. Sometimes yeah. he's back. But he, here's the thing. You're looking at this live show. There, All the elements are there. This right. could be something great. Yeah, it's yeah. not great yet, yeah. but it could be something great. You just need that final little bit of Eurovision exactly. polish. Yeah. Brilliant. Let's go. I'm I'm genuinely speechless. <laughs> so I need you to I need you to guess based on my facial expression, my emotion. How do you think I feel about this? Song? I think you love it. I fucking adore this. <laughs> now I've got goosebumps. Uh, dear Scarlet, if you're listening to this, this is how you do electro metal. Yeah. This is phenomenal. Like oh man, I could even cry. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. There's a genuine like metal drum like breakdown with the i don't know how much you know about drumming but they have in metal you have two bass pedals mm-hmm. so you can do that extra fast and there's like a little breakdown there just before it goes into the electro breakdown where that's i listen to bands that sound just like that like i'm so happy that this is in eurovision <laughs> this is amazing i also love it there's a, there's a very nice context i read some very angry british people saying that the lyrics are too juvenile and things like that and here's the thing you can't write this excellent juvenile lyrics if you don't know english very very well right i will tell you this is this is done by default because it's 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 a parody of can of I, things i mean yeah. the, the, my favorite line in this whole song is meow cat please meow back yeah. when he says goodbye to his cat brilliant bye mom bye dad meow cat please meow back i think that's you don't write that if because you're stupid. You write it because you're a genius. Yeah. Because can I can I offer a as a native English speaker? Can I offer a different rebuttal to anybody criticizing this for its lyrics or any song for its lyrics? This they're only singing in English because of 
fucking English imperialism. So how dare you? <laughs> how dare you criticize them? The fact that they feel like they have to sing in English to be popular is because, it, you know, England specifically has been such a gigantic <laughs> in the past. So fuck yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. So that's that's also make me a bit. I mean, it's just. Yeah. Let me say let me let me say some uh, some more things about this. So, if you haven't seen the live video, he's got these big sleeves on. It's a little carrier esque. You've said this. You said this before. This year, you have to choose: Are you doing a Lorraine or are you doing a carrier? Cha cha cha. This is very much a carrier. And then you said: Do you do it good or do you bad? This is the best it can be. If you're not carrier doing cha-cha-cha, this is the next best thing. And the thing that people might forget about cha-cha-cha, it, it also had this amazing metal background of the guitars and, you know, and then the electro. This is a winning combination. What people forget about cha-cha-cha is that it's a great, great song. Mm. That's the thing. And that's the same here. Because people are, oh, this year it's just this and it's Windows 95, man. And I'm just like, don't put them next to each no, other even no. because Windows 95 man is just spectacle it's just it's just there to be like oh this is so weird I'm gonna vote for it this is a good song this is th- through and through then they have added things and I think one of the genius things they do is to add the folklore things that we were looking at with Severina before and that they brought through whole yeah. their whole history yeah. and it's back here and if you check on YouTube there's an amazing clip where they play these for very very old people in Croatia and they are so heartfelt about this it's like mm. oh they take our culture because the video is full of like uh, rural Croatia because it's about him having to move to the city to say goodbye to because there's no jobs and everything he needs to go to the city yeah. become one of the city boys but he doesn't want to do it and that's like encapsulated all the in the live performance and in the video and I just love it and the thing is uh, and maybe that's another thing that the English people won't be able to uh, relate to but it's probably a more popular thing across the rest of Europe big in Sweden that two generations ago everyone was you know lived out in the outside of the yeah. cities and then moved into the city and there's this huge mass migration into into uh, from within Sweden to, mm. to the, the population centers so it's a relatable story as well I also think that Croatia has a geopolitical in Croatia, I think they very much are like in the northern. There, there's the cities that's uh, Zagreb and everything, and then further, and it's a very weird country because they have the whole coastline. They stole, stole, but they got the whole coast line in the divorce. <laughs> so yeah. in the divorce, yeah. so yeah, I, I think that's also a very much a south and north and south thing yeah. there that everybody can relate to in the country. Mm. And obviously, to just add something because this, of course, now is the huge favorite. If you look at the odds, Ukraine is. It's before them. I'm loving the Ukraine song, I'm not going to say, but that they have higher odds been winning. They they won just a couple of years ago. That's not usual, and it usually don't happen because, yeah, the juries will stop that. So I, I wouldn't put my money on Ukraine anymore. Right. Everybody wants to go to Croatia. Because, yeah, 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 yeah. Have you placed a bet on Eurovision since you won with... Uh, Every year. You have? Yeah. You've placed a bet, not on Croatia every year. No, 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 no. no. This gonna, year on Croatia before yeah. it it's smashed, of right. course. Yeah. Um, as soon as there were odds. Crazy to think that this nearly wasn't even in the selection process. Yeah. That's insane. I, I need to say one more thing about the the song. We talked about Isaac from Germany and the song sort of just starts immediately. Mm-hmm. This <laughs> this starts immediately and it reminds me so much of like 1990s 8-bit uh, computer game music where it's that sort of... Din, 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 din. I feel like I'm about to play Mortal Kombat or something and in the same way, I'm like it gets you hyped yeah. you're in and you're yeah. like oh shit we we really hit the ground running and then it's just three minutes of relentless 
amazingness. I big big thumbs up from me. I'm also a big fan, and and it, it's this kind of you can't just send a good song and win Eurovision. I will say this as a as the professor of Eurovision in this podcast. Yeah, uh, you need it, there needs to be so much more things. There needs to be every star must align. So yeah. there should be like we haven't won for a while. It should be a phenomena, phenomenon, phenomena, <laughs> phenomena. It should be a phenomena. And <laughs> yeah, and of course, good staging, be able to sing it live, all these kind of things needs to to be there. And I think a lot of stories is aligning for Croatia. If we can just keep a lot of political stuff away that we don't discuss here right now from this contest this year, Croatia is my biggest bet right now. And when we don't have anything too, and the other favorites are of course now Ukraine and Italy, which both have won like in a period of five years. So mm. yeah, this. It has so many things, and it, of the biggest thing that it had is a huge support from its own country, right? Which is great. I mean, which is what you should have. Then I hope they don't turn into Finland and start to not voting on their favorite. Well, if they don't win this year, they could become a Finland. But yep. yeah, let's see. Okay. So the hottest of hot takes, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> can it win? Yes, it can win. Finally. Yeah, and something. I I would be super happy if this won. Nobody would be more happy than me. Can you imagine going to Croatia? It's one of the few countries that feels a bit cheap still. It's beautiful. It's probably quite warm in May. Yeah. The alcohol is cheap. <laughs> yeah, okay. There's like nothing. Yeah. And I've never been to Zagreb. I don't I don't think if if you like three countries I want to go to in Eurovision, this is one of them. Okay. Croatia. I mean we oh, Croatia, maybe Spain and Iceland because I've never been to Iceland. And they've never they won. Them. They've never won. And so never we, won. we they, we're rooting the, for yeah, you. Yeah, 89 in Midriva, but then there were Yugoslavia. Yeah. So, Cro- Croatia has never won. Yeah. Yeah, Croatia's never won as Croatia. Brilliant. That's it. There was a lot of... Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I hope I can do more of them because I love to like teach and dwell the down. Dive. Then, uh, yeah, it might be a bit I, the same, same when you listen to it like this. But uh, go in, check your things, check the clips at YouTube and you get a great experience. Yeah, I can say, obviously, once we're out of this intense period now where we've got, you know, new songs every week... Uh, there will be a little bit of a, a lull between that and obviously May when we ramp up again. And we have a whole host of ideas, but more of these deep dives, I would, I'd love to do absolutely. it. Absolutely. And we, we, there could be other deep dives in just countries, of course. Yeah. There could be genres. Gen- and there could yeah, be, uh, years and things like I, that. I have one plan. So, I can say I, I would like to do a deep dive into sad girl songs. Of course you would. Yeah. I would like to do a deep down into like people singing about technology. Yeah. Or people singing about... Uh, political stuff, but of course they are not allowed yeah, to sing about without, political stuff. Without saying it, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Starting revolutions and things like that. Amazing. If you have an idea for something like that, or if you want to tell us that you don't want deep dives, you can do that directly in Spotify now. Yep. Under the episode, there is a little uh, box where you can enter your thoughts. You can, of course, always DM us on Instagram, and you can email us at deskmates at gmail.com. So thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And until next time. <laughs> And until next time. Meow cat, please meow back. 